Welcome to the Electricians Co-op. I'm your host, Rob Russ. And I'm Jamie Small. Today on the show, we have Rob's brother, Richard, here to discuss all things Google AdWords. Now, as you know, AdWords can be a blessing and a curse. It's a curse and it can cause you to burn through a whole lot of cash really quickly, especially if you don't know what you're doing. However, if you've got it dialed in properly, then it can accelerate your inbound leads and sales like absolutely nothing else out there. AdWords has always been a bit of a mystery to me as an electrician, so I can't wait to share this valuable content with you. Let's get started. Good day, Jamie. How are you today, mates? Yeah, pretty good, Rob. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm excited to be finally uh, doing a podcast with my brother. It's only been three and a half decades before we've got there to get there, <laughs> but we're here, so I'm looking forward to sharing a little bit of AdWords love with the audience today, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Rich, good morning. How are you, mate? I'm well, thanks, guys. Thank yeah, you very much. Rich, thanks me. for coming in. Yeah, this is going to be a uh, an interesting jam-packed show for the listeners out there. So make sure you've got a pen and paper. And if you don't have a pen and paper because you're on the go listening to your podcast, make sure you come on back and revisit this show because there's going to be some important takeaways uh, for you as an electrician. And if you've got any questions today at all about absolutely anything that we're talking about, make sure you hit us up on the Ask Me Anything pages. And if you've got some questions directly for Rich about your AdWords campaign or anything that he's discussing today, make sure you pop the questions there and Jamie and I will make sure that he sees those questions and gets a response to you. Before we get into the show and kick off any all of this crazy AdWords madness today, let's get to uh, to know Richard's business a little bit. Why don't you tell us about uh, what it is that you do and how long have you been doing this advertising and marketing and AdWords thing, Rich? Uh, Rob, I've been online doing uh, all kinds of online marketing for about nine years. Um, at the moment, I'm mainly focused in development. Uh, but it all segues into SEO and AdWords and it's all intimately tied together. So, you know, you can't just, you can specialize in a lot of areas, but once, once, once you tie them all together, that's when the real power comes out because, you know, there's no shortfalls in your arsenal there of the services you can provide and the results you can get online. Yeah, absolutely. And Jamie, I wanted to kick off by asking you a question about digital marketing and websites and stuff, because tradesmen are usually really busy on the tools and it's websites are generally, as a rule of thumb, something that are handed off to a supplier. What's your experience been like over the years? Have you had some good ones, mixed results or have you? Um, with Google AdWords, I've had the app um, on my phone with Google AdWords and I've fluttered around it myself. And when I've been quiet, I've sort of turned it on and adjusted the money spent. But I found I've got a lot of tie kickers, or if nothing at all. So no, um, like no clicks or clicks and no plenty response. of clicks and no responses. So you might spend fifty dollars a day, but you might get one phone call. So it's like return on investment is pretty poor. Yeah, um, and obviously you got to turn that phone call into a paid job to yeah. at least you know fifty dollars just to break even. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's probably best to put it in the hands of a professional rather than. Um, fluttering around yourself. Listen to you, the terminology, fluttering. Fluttering. Yeah, you know, put it put it on the nose of number three in race number eight, will you, mate? Mate, I'm not a gambler, mate, whatsoever. <laughs> well, you know, all jokes aside, AdWords can be gambling if you don't know what it is that you're doing. And the whole point of us having Richard on the show today is to make sure that you're not gambling with your AdWords. And if you are looking after that yourself, hopefully you're going to get some tips, hints, and tricks out of today's episode. Rich, how is COVID affected your business, mate? Is, have you have you seen um, a contraction or an expansion of your business? How has it affected you? 
Yeah, I'm in one of those lucky fields where it's actually expanded and as more people and businesses go online, it's just meant a lot more work for me. So just very lucky to be in that position. As I said, just very lucky to be fortunate enough to not be affected by it whatsoever and actually probably a 300% net positive impact, if anything. Wow, it's huge. So because you obviously look after a lot of tradies, Rich, how have you found their businesses? Have they grown? Have they contracted like um, Rob was saying? Yeah, I think uh, trades in general, Jamie, have been pretty lucky, but I think it's just that adverse roll-on effect from the back end that not many, not too many people think about. I mean, electricians' lights are still going out, plumbers' pipes are still going down, so you always kind of need the tradies there, but I think you know it's cut a lot of the work off at the knees with regards to renovations and that because the people paying for the renovations have no longer got jobs or they've been somehow affected in their business, so they really hold back on booking an electrician to do that that wanting work rather than the need jobs, the luxury jobs that they don't really need, but they like to do. I think that's all been put on hold and I think that's how tradies have been affected. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing about plumbing and electrical there. Even though there's no install, there's always maintenance. So we should be very grateful we became electricians because there's always things breaking down like you mentioned, Rich. Well, fixing other people's problems constantly. Are you grateful for that? Well, pay the bills. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Hey, Rich, what's been the upside of COVID for you? Because I know, like all of us, we've had a little bit of extra time there at the kind of beginning of it, March last year. And I, I don't want to harp too much upon what's happened in the last year, but we've all had a bit of extra time. How have you spent that extra time? Have you been building and developing your business, learning some new skills? What's been uh, the upside for you? Yeah, definitely, Rob, just primarily upskilling, a lot of downtime there and just businesses. I've actually been more busier than ever, but during those quiet periods over Christmas and whenever I have a spare moment, just constantly upskilling with dev and code languages. And it's a a bottomless pit for my end, you know. As an electrician, you could probably do an electrical engineering job and get to the bottom of it within about four to six years of hard work, you know, where there wouldn't be too many things that stump you. But in the online coding world, it's just an endless rabbit hole there. The further you dig, the more you realize you don't know. Is there something in particular you've been working on? I've just been doing a lot of uh, back-end dev at the moment, Node.js and learning a lot of JavaScript. Uh, As I said, it's a bottomless pit. You know, you can learn that stuff for eight years and still only scratching the surface. But the payoffs on the front end are really huge whereby, you know, you can implement a lot of custom functionalities and you can build a really particular kind of style of site that's super quick. So the payoff on the front end is huge and it's just blessed with having that passion to learn even more and more every day is is really good so i don't really have any wasted downtime yeah it's good stuff it's good stuff all right let's get into today's show and talk about some adwords Hey there, Rob Russ here. If this is your first time here at the Electricians Co-op, welcome. It's great to have you here. And if you're back for more, welcome back. Thanks for your loyalty and spending your time here with Jamie and I on the podcast today. If you like what you hear on today's show, make sure you share this episode with your mates, especially the ones who are electricians, because they're the ones that this show is designed for. Jamie and I want to reach as many people as we can with the Electricians Co-op and help more people to break through to the next level in their life. So make sure you give this podcast to share.
Okay, Rich, what is the... I want to kick off by asking a... It's a bit of a loaded question, but it's a big question. And I think it's I think it's one of the most important questions of, of all, actually. What is the foundation of a successful AdWords campaign? Is there something that goes into making that really special or is there a multitude of things that make it work? What are your thoughts on that? Um, when, it, when it comes to this, it's just you, you got to think outside the box a little bit and face, you know, that hard reflection in the mirror before you even start. Uh, before you even consider doing AdWords, you've got to you've got to take a look at the current landscape and demographic of the advertising space out there in your industry, specific to your keywords as well. So, if we're talking a keyword like electrician Sydney, take a look at the top four to five sites that are getting shown in the top space of the AdWords page in Google results. Uh, refresh the page a few times because that'll refresh the AdWords sites and it'll show you different sites as well. And you know, take down the domain names and go and visit all of those sites and in the top four in any industry there's usually only about eight competitors and they just get cycled through as you refresh the page so go and visit those eight websites and try to find the page that the actual adwords is landing on you know i don't condone clicking on the ads to waste people's budgets so you do your research so do your best to avoid that and go and go and check out those pages and take an honest look at the page you're about to send traffic to on your site and just ask yourself whether this page is more visually appealing than those sites that are up there in the top four already. Because if your page isn't more visually appealing, then why would I choose your service over the other four sites that are already up there? I mean, I'm as a consumer, I'm completely oblivious to clicking on ads. It doesn't really matter to me. And a lot of consumers aren't even aware that it costs money. So I'm going to click on the first ad. If I don't like what I see, I'm going to click on the second ad. Even if I do like what I see and I find that it's really hitting home with me, if this isn't a a really dire urgent problem, like I need a tow truck driver or some kind of ambulance service, I'm still going to click on the third ad and see if that generates a connection with me and see if that I can get the service cheaper. And even if I think that is the gold mine the third ad i'm still probably going to click on the fourth ad and then i'm going to go back and click on the one that i thought that was the that created the best connection offered the best value for money and then i'm going to go click on the second ad again and that's how a consumer makes their choice so if you're lining up your landing page with the four pages that are already up there and it's not up to scratch don't even think about entering the adwords arena your your page before you do adwords has to blow the competition away both visually uh, the text on the page has to communicate better and it just has to have a better value proposition than all the other pages out there. And it should be faster than all the other pages out there as well. So people ask about that and they want to get caught up in the minutiae of the AdWords technical side, but it's it's a long road before you even turn the AdWords campaign on to get that page right. Well, I suppose that highlights the fact that AdWords gets you the phone phone call or referral, but it's up to the website and the person on the other end of the, other end of the phone to actually sell the job. Yeah, and it's kind of like a step before that, Jamie. Like, you know, AdWords will get you the call if you've done the right thing and followed all those principles that yeah. I just mentioned. Your site's the prettiest, it's the fastest, it's got the best value proposition. Okay, I'll get the call now. It's just up to you. Like, even at that stage, the kind of cu- the customer's kind of already made up their mind. Like they've had ample choice to do, but they've decided to call you. So from that stage, it's basically just a matter of not saying the wrong thing to lose the customer, you know? A really important content there. You, you mentioned three things 
that really are the foundation pieces of it. So the speed that the actual web pages load, because that's a, that's directly that's a direct result of how your website is actually built. And we don't want consumers to be waiting around. It needs to be visually pleasing, so it needs to be aesthetically and, and look really crystal clear about uh, what the message is, and making sure the the message marries up to the actual ads. So if the ads about an emergency electrician to fix a fault or find a problem or a switchboard problem or something like that, then the landing page must also be reflective of that as well. Then of course, it's the text. And in anything marketing, people are buying your words. So you really need to make sure that the copy that you've got on your landing page is reflective of the advertising that you've got, but you've also got to do it in a way that's not telling the customer about you and why you're the best of everything because the customer doesn't care about you. The customer has got a problem that they need solved. So you need to put them at the center of your story, at the center of your copy and show them how you can guide them out of the problem that it is that you've got. Like all good stories, there's always a hero in the story and the hero is not your business. And it's something that I see a mistake that a lot of businesses do where we've been around since you know 1956. This was my grandfather's business. This is why you should use us. But the reality is the customer doesn't care that you've been around since 1956 or it was your granddad's business. What they care about is can you solve their problem right now? And are you going to be able to do that efficiently and quickly? And I'd just like to get your feedback on that, Rich. Yeah, well, that's actually, you've gone, you've scratched under the surface there and gone a tier deeper. I mean, having the site the fastest out of the top four and the most visually pleasing out of the top four, that's just pretty average stuff there. But so many businesses just skip on that step and wonder why they burn budget in AdWords. But after you, you've got a visually pleasing site, yeah definitely dive deeper and take a look at your copy you know are you sending emergency electrical adwords ads to a generic page that doesn't even mention anything about 24 7 emergencies in the title what about the button in the hero image does it just lane text like click here or contact us or if it's an emergency ad is it you know let's get this emergency fixed you've got to really talk directly to the customer like that i completely agree with all of that and it's there's no depth to how deep you can go with that on the site and that's it all falls under CRO conversion rate optimization and making sure that's just tuned to the absolute maximum potential before you're going to pay for every click to be sent to that page. Rich what's your thoughts I don't know if you've noticed on a lot of the electricians AdWords pages um, they've got generic photos of random people on there what are your thoughts of having a generic photo of someone that's completely unrelated to your business or actually having your team on the page? Yeah, I think it's ter- it's a terrible idea. I mean, a lot of business get away with it and they simply don't have a choice because they're a startup. But at the end of the day, a consumer is just like you and you know yourself, you're not going to trust someone with your home or your business electrical system if they can't be bothered to put photos of their real staff on their site and they can't be bothered to compile something online as an online business card that represents them truthfully you know there's nothing more sweetly sickening than seeing that male half supermodel smiling at you with his thumbs up (laughs) letting you know everything's got to be all right when the actual guy who turns up has got a beard down to his chest and hasn't showered in two days or something like that you know so it, it all falls under the the umbrella of trust and authenticity so what do you think they're doing that? Because it seems like it's really common. A lot of those bigger companies that have lots and lots of staff seem to be doing that, and not only on their websites, but also on the side of their vans. Yeah, it's it's just 
I, I feel that it's just honestly, there's no better explanation for it than just pure laziness yeah, and right. budget. Yep. Uh, it just takes a, a consorted effort for a business to go out there and get a professional photographer, do this, do that. Oh, those pictures weren't good enough. Change them back again. Uh, get into uniform, go places, pretend to be work doing work that we're not doing just for the sake of this photo. It's just a huge effort and a huge time sap for a business to do that, which is why the businesses avoid it. But that one step, using that stock photo stays with that business for an eternity until they change it like that those photos stay on the site for years so unless something gets done about it they're just losing years and years of potential leads because they just didn't take the initiative in the first place to make that effort and make their site look authentic and trustworthy by showing them hey this is the real crew and these are the real staff and as a consumer i don't care how classically pretty or handsome an electrician is what i care about is that that's a real shirt that's a real logo and I know that's legit. I'd much rather see that than some fake smiling supermodel generical electrical shirt pretending to work. I, th- I think with us, um, Rich, at ProMage Electrical, we're trying to get the boys' faces out there. So I want people to trust us and feel like they already know the person. So when they knock on the door, they go, oh, that's right, I've seen you online. Mm. So it's more of a trust thing for me and getting you know, some rapport before you actually get in front of the customer. So a bit of an icebreaker, I think. And I think it works really well. They... The guys look familiar when they knock on the door. Like, oh, that's right, that's you, you know. So I think that works for us. I just it's beyond me why guys are doing what you've just mentioned. Because for me as an electrician, I look at that and just think, oh my god, why are you doing that? But the reason why I ask is because it must be working, but obviously not. It could be. Yeah, it could no, be better anyway. I, I don't. I don't think it is, and yeah. I just think it's just definitely a matter of priority, and yep. they've just they've sort of semi gotten away with it so they continue to get away with it and back to what you said Jamie about that trust and rapport I mean that works tenfold it just people don't realize that electrical businesses a huge chunk of their business comes from reoccurring jobs uh, and if you've got that trust from the customer that yeah these guys rocked up that was the guy I saw online that was the uniform I saw online I'm not even going to question what they invoice me I'm not going to question their work because these guys basically got their stuff together everything is congruent their online message their offline message and lo and behold I'll never I'll never google that keyword again electrician Sutherland because now I'll just go straight to their site and I'll google those guys by brand name now yeah it's good stuff rich i want to shift gears here a little bit and and just talk about some of the other suppliers and vendors that are out there because i know over the years that you and i have done adwords together one of the things that a lot of companies do is they they secure a new client so somebody like an electrician comes along and said hey i want to run some adwords so i go find a supplier and then that supplier goes and builds some specific landing pages that are not on their domain so those landing pages reside elsewhere. They might use a, a tool like lead pages, or there's a bunch of different landing pages, landing page builders you can uh, use that the AdWords people put together. And I wanted to ask you, is that a good idea? Should you be using a specific landing page for your campaign that is not part of your domain, or should it all be built on your website as part of your domain? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, personally, I think it's a terrible idea, um, and here's why. If a, if a page is put together right for AdWords, 
it should double down as a page for SEO as well. I mean, and an AdWords page should be complete and there should be nothing in the code that really separates it from a well-defined, fully SEO optimized page as well. So sometimes in AdWords, in some campaigns, the pages can be a lot prettier with a lot more pictures and that because it is, you're, you're driving traffic directly there and you get away with a page with a little bit less contextual substance. But at the end of the day, when people are about to spend hundreds of dollars you can still got to walk that fine line of compromise of having a super pretty page, but actually having some contextual substance on there. So even an AdWords customer has the ability to browse the site and read the features and benefits of that business and make a decision from there. So when you mention another third party vendor that self hosts those landing pages, it really cuts that opportunity from the electrical business off at the knees because as those AdWords pages age on their own domain, they have have a high chance of ranking naturally in SEO for those suburb areas or for those keywords. So those vendors that do that, I'd like to think that some of them do it in good faith, but a lot of them do it and prey on the ignorance of electrician business owners that don't understand that once you switch off that campaign, we're taking away all your landing pages and it's done under the guise of, hey, we'll just rope you in here and I continue to blackmail you and semi-extort you into using our services only because if you don't, all those landing pages are gone. And that was part of your initial setup cost when it, it needn't be like that. The initial setup should be tuning the electrician's own site and getting its own assets in order before they profess to be able to send targeted traffic to those pages. Hey, Rich, I'm getting probably on average two to three phone calls a week from companies calling me advertising that they can help me with my AdWords and all that sort of stuff. Are they all scams or is it worth listening to any of those guys? Yeah, definitely the language in those calls is there's definitely alarm bells that set off scams. Anyone that's talking about unlimited clicks or free clicks or unlimited budget is definitely a scam. There's no feature. There's no super AdWords admin account. There's no super AdWords partner provider or agency that has got access to any limited account clicks or lower cost per click or anything like that. Everyone is starting from a standing start and everyone's on a level playing field. Yes, there are slight advantages for super companies like Rebel Warehouse or Grace Brothers who are spending $25,000, a day online on AdWords. It's a fairly even playing field and, and the advantages those guys get is they get a higher, a higher account score in the back end of Google AdWords, which no account holder is actually privy too, even the manager of the Grace Brothers, I don't know if they still exist, but a huge company's AdWord manager, they don't have uh, access to whether their accounts got a high account credibility score or not. It's just secretly working away in the back end of the Google engine there, giving them a slightly discounted cost per click on all of their clicks because they spend so much money per day. But it's not unreasonably fair where the average small business owner can't compete with them by just paying an extra dollar or two for a click. A common phrase that they use is we're a Google ambassador, is it? A partner, that's right, a Google partner. And yeah, as that, soon as you hear that, I'm like, oh, there must be someone worth listening to. <laughs> yeah, well, it's basically just a lead generation tool. It, it, it's not all bad because it actually means that someone in the agency sat through the Google AdWords test and answered the, the generic AdWords questions that <laughs> gave them the accreditation to list themselves as a Google AdWords partner. But yeah. just like becoming an Australian citizen, you have to answer questions that I'm sure us three would probably might even fail that test. It's, it's so disconnected from the real world. It's not fun 
funny. So, yeah, you've just got to watch out for language like that. Yeah, it's uh, really, really important points there and really appreciate you sharing your knowledge there, Rich. One of the things that you touched on was uh, bigger companies getting uh, potentially getting a lower cost per click. And one of the questions that I've got here is, what determines how much you pay for a click? Because there's a bunch of tools out there that I see. And if I, just a, a quick look before this uh, podcast, I looked for emergency electrician and I saw the average cost per click is about $15, variations of that keyword. Uh, some were sort of 13, some were about 18 or $19. If I overlay a suburb there, emergency electrician, Randwick, or somewhere in the eastern suburbs, then the price of that seemed to go up uh, quite a bit. And there's a number of factors that determine how much you pay for that actual click. And uh, if you don't already know, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and the listeners out there, it's got to do with the age of your account. So if I'm a if I'm a brand new advertiser to AdWords Rich and I want to advertise for emergency electrician, what can I expect to happen? Yeah, the, the, the price is directly correlative to how many competitors there are. So if for some bizarre reason, no electrician wanted to do any work whatsoever in Bondi and you are the only person that's targeting that keyword, emergency electrician Bondi, technically you could get those clicks for sub $1 uh, or a little around the dollar because no one else is bidding on those keywords. And AdWords is basically an online auction so there's 10 people that want that keyword emergency electrician bondi businesses a through to d will say i'll happily pay ten dollars for that click that's about their cutoff rate where they deem it's valuable where businesses e through to f they'll happily pay thirty dollars a click because they know the payoff on the job is well worth it so it it's an auction driven environment whereby you'll only pay as much as the person above you is willing to bid or the person below you is willing to bid and it can work out really strangely and people need to realize this that i might bid on the keyword electrician sydney i might be willing to pay 60 dollars a click because i just got my stuff sorted on and my site converts and for a myriad of other reasons i've done the math and the accounting and it just works for me so i'll pay 60 dollars a click so for you to be in second place for electrician sydney which is definitely a great position of being as well you can pay nine dollars because but that technically also means that the guy above you who is willing to pay 60 will only pay ten dollars so if you come in there the next day and you say oh well i'm not getting enough traffic i'm going to pay twelve dollars a click now for electrician sydney well that put me in first place then you check the next day and the other guy is still in first place because he's only paying thirteen dollars now but technically in the back end of his account he's got the cap there at sixty dollars so it's like a blind auction whereby the people in second and third place never really know or anyone under anyone never really knows how much the person above them has got their account set to so that's advantageous for the people on the top and it's also got some kind of advantage for the people underneath as well meaning they don't have to pay the full 60 dollars to be in second place they just bid what they're willing to bid and as long as they bid a tiny bit more than the person in third place is willing to bid they'll always be in second place so i want to be in second place so i set my bids at 12 dollars, and it seems to be working fine but now i check my account and i realize hey i'm only paying four dollars a click lately these days and that's because the per- person in third place has got their bids capped at four dollars so you only have to pay four dollars and one cent to be in second place yeah so just to clarify that for the for the listeners because that's kind of a lot to take in if you're not sure in the back of your adwords account you might determine that you pay fifty dollars per click you're willing to pay up to that amount but it doesn't mean you're going to pay fifty dollars a click and if you're using a piece of software out there that's telling you that it's going to cost fifteen dollars a click it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to pay fifteen dollars for that 
either. So there's a bunch of different factors that go into that. And it's a that seems confusing and it seems tricky, but as Rich said, it's a blind auction that's out there and it changes on a daily basis. So that kind of leads me to the next question it, to how can somebody lower these costs? Because if I've got a brand new AdWords account, Google doesn't know that I'm real. Is Google going to charge me the full tilt or the full clip of what I put in there? If I say I want to pay 20 bucks a click because I'm just getting started with my account, am I going to be charged 20 bucks a click if my account is brand new? No, not at all. If your account's brand new, they'll actually stealthily lead you into a false sense of security there. You'll you'll whack up $200 on a, on a spend for a few days and throw $200 at the wall on a couple of electrician keywords and lo and behold, you'll somehow manage to get three or four conversions out of it. And that's precisely what they do to prime accounts. I've seen it time and time again. And then as that initial glow wears off after four or five days, you, you'll put another $200 in and you won't even get a click or you'll get you'll just get clicked out and you won't get any conversions at all. So a new account is not necessarily disadvantageous in any way. When you follow all the right principles, you know, you still get all of the same benefits. I'd say a new account has as much of a disadvantage as an aged old super account from Rebel Warehouse has. The, the advantage is easily bridged with a few dollars per click. So if it's pay per click, Rich, what's stopping a competitor or a potential client clicking on your website multiple times? Do you still pay for it? Is it just per per click, like individual, like, like per IP address? Yes, and um, Alice into the rabbit hole, eh? <laughs> down, down we go. It's Here we go. Now, does it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, um, is, there's a lot of things about this, and that's called click fraud, and it, it does run rife in a lot of industries. And I've been exposed to a lot of tradies and a lot of different industries that have had a lot of issues with it, and then surprisingly, other issues. It's non-existent. Ultimately, it's the other businesses within the industry doing it to each other. So whether those businesses all get on with each other determines at the end of the day, what level of click fraud that industry will experience. And I can say with a fair bit of confidence that the Australian electrician industry is pretty clean. But at the end of the day, if it's a difficult problem to combat, you can use third-party services to monitor each IP address that comes to your site. So an IP address or a visitor comes to your site, their IP is recorded. If they click on your ad again within the next 24 hours, that's okay. That's natural behavior. But if they click on your ad again within that 24-hour period, their IP address is completely banned and their IP address goes into the back you can add their ip into the back end of adwords so your ads never show to that ip address again now that's what you can do for a desktop because it's a little bit difficult to change your ip address on a desktop unless you're using vpn software and all that and there are ways around it and that's what i said it's a bit of a rabbit hole there to try to prevent that but on a mobile it's very difficult because the ip address changes as the mobile phone roams to different areas it's on the roaming network while you're driving on your car you'll get a different ip address when you're in Cronulla to when you're in in Bankstown. That's really uh, risky, isn't it? Yeah, and that's where the that's where the click fraud really runs rife in AdWords. And I don't know why they don't combat that because you can block via IP for desktop, which is quite effective. And for mobile accounts, it actually records the device uh, ID. I forget what it's called, but it's like a de- mobile device ID. Yeah, you, you need ID, it's called. Yeah, it, it can't be forged or faked. And that is captured on the AdWords click. So once someone Googles your ad and they capture it, they know that unique identifier ID on the phone 
And if you've monitored that same ID has clicked on your ads multiple times within a short period, you could easily block that UID, but Google don't have the facility in AdWords to do that. They just don't make it available for some reason. And that's why on mobiles, click fraud can run really rife and really bad. I mean, I've seen click fraud firms where they've got offices set up, you know, of 10 square meters and there must be about, I kid you not, about 4,000 mobile phones in there just on a rack, just cycling through AdWords as and clicking on them. Yes, it's nasty. That is really worrying. I suppose the idea of this podcast, Rich and Rob, you know, Mm. is to highlight the fact there's enough work out there for everyone without doing the wrong thing Mm. by each other. We're all electricians. So let's Mm. work together rather than clicking on someone else's ad. Pay more for a click. Yeah. yeah, it really is a ridiculous notion. Or oh. don't even play. Don't even pay more for a click. I'll put the scenario to oh, yeah. you that you no, know, let's let's bid for Electrician Sydney and let's let's just bid enough to get into fourth spot yeah, up yeah. there for the AdWords because sometimes they show three ads, sometimes they show four. So let's bid just enough in AdWords to get up there for Electrician Sydney, just in the fourth spot. It might be only fourteen dollars. If you want to get a third spot, you're going to have to pay $30 because that's what the next guy's limit is at. And if you can just nudge your site in there in the top four and have the prettiest site, the fastest site, the most optimized site, you'll still get the lion's share of work. Because as a consumer, I don't care where you are ranked in AdWords one to four, I'm going to shop you a little bit. And if I do get to that last site in AdWords and it's very pretty and it says all the right things and it's got a great value proposition, I'll call it. It doesn't bother me that I didn't call the guy ranked in first place paying $50 a click. So that's you know, that's how you can get around that. And you don't always have to compete with the big boys there. And you know yourself as an end consumer, you click on the first ad. It is a it is a big company with a crew of forty five electricians out the front, standing with their arms crossed in front of their vans. And what happens in the left ear of their customer is Jesus, I can't afford that. Yeah, yeah. So they they search for a backyard guy towards the bottom of the page or last in the pack that you know they know is a bit more affordable and doesn't have a two hundred and eighty dollar call out fee. So if you're willing to pay fifteen bucks a clip, just to be clear, you can set a budget so that when it gets to a certain amount, it turns off automatically. Is that right? Yeah, you can set a budget, a daily budget, which I'll adhere to loosely. Uh, What people don't realise, though, is that the daily budget is actually calculated monthly. So this is where one gotcha for a beginner advertiser is they come in, they set where their AdWords up and they choose, let's just just run this at $80 a day and see how we go. The first two days, they get no click because the targeting's wrong or something. So they didn't spend anything really. They got one or two clicks, so they've only spent $10 and $20 consecutively. So they think, well, it hasn't gone anywhere near my budget then they make a tweak on the third day and it opens up the targeting a bit more and then Google will go and spend $180 and people think what the hell happened there I had it set for $60 a day and it's just spent $180 yesterday that's because the previous two days before that it only spent $10 and it's trying to make up that spend when you set that budget for $80 a day Google calculates that as $80 times 30 days so I'm technically in the background setting this campaign to spend $2,400 a month and likewise if you run right Right to the end of the month and you've only spent four hundred dollars and you make some adjustment towards the end of the month it can spend five six seven hundred dollars a day if it wants to because it's still trying to achieve that monthly spend of two thousand four hundred dollars per month what you set it up for in the initial start of the campaign for eighty dollars a day so that's one got you that people don't realize and it's only recently come in too in the last year or two where they've done that where before it used to strictly adhere to that ninety dollar per day budget no matter what day it is but now it it's 
spreads it across the entire month. Yeah, it's uh, really, really interesting stuff, Rich. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you've got some questions at all or you're not sure about anything that we're talking about, just have a look at your little at your phone and click on the link to the Ask Me Anything page and just pop your questions and your comments over there and we'll get back to you. Jamie alluded to it before, which I think it's a really important topic to cover on this podcast today. If you've got a supplier already for your AdWords, that's awesome. And we're going to cover a a couple of points there that um, are going to help you get that dialed in a little bit more in just a moment. But if you're not running AdWords at the moment and you're looking for a supplier, we've got one right here on the call today uh, with Rich. So you can certainly reach out to him and he will help you with your AdWords. But what is it, Rich? What would you advise somebody to look for when when they're putting the feelers out? there to try and uh, find somebody that can help them with their AdWords, what what would you what would you say about that? Um, what I would say to that is go go out of your area a bit because you can't be calling up advertisers that are do, a- advertising the same keywords as you. Like I, I really like that ad in first place for Electrician Sydney. They must be a great AdWords agency. Well, you can't really call them and ask them to directly compete with a person that's already got an account history with them. So go out of the area, go to Perth go to Brisbane, New Zealand, any other English speaking language where electrical services are really needed and go and start Googling some high-end Brisbane suburbs and take a look at the ads in there and just take a look at the competition. So Google Electrician Brisbane and look look how well the ads are written in the top four section there and see if there's any really standout advertisers that just seem to be doing all the right things. And when you visit their site, it's all the whole package is rolled up nicely and then try to headhunt those providers that way and you can headhunt them directly through the actual electrician i mean you can call that electrician from the ad without clicking on his ad and just say hey i saw you right up here for emergency electrician brisbane i really love it i'm in sydney so i'm no competitor of you i just asking a favor if you could let me know who does your adwords and that's really a good way to source someone who's doing some good work because you can actually see the results on the front end yourself as a customer and all the agencies tend to hide behind the covenant of you can't reveal my clients information like they're doctors or something and so they won't really share the adwords results with you and they probably would also throw you into the bucket they might be doing three or four pest controllers and they'll just throw you in there as well so you're you're advertising with someone who's advertising your direct competitor which is definitely a conflict of interest there and you would never know that and they'll just as i said hide behind the veil of i can't show you any results of my past clients because i can't show your client information i was actually doing my own research the other day and then from Spark Innovation who was on the show the other day I um, sent him a text I said oh mate your website looks really cool who's done that and lo and behold you've done all the AdWords and all that sort of stuff for him so um, there's a lot of merit in what you're saying I've, I've done the exact same thing I've looked at other people's pages and looked at what's working for them and I've tried to implement that in my page and I think a really good one is making the call now button really clear so it's like a button so it makes it really easy for somebody to go oh there's a button there to press click on the button yeah exactly without that that's that's where the tire hits the road so to speak and it just fall, it all falls under that one primary rule online on, on the umbrella on the actual page itself is don't make me think don't make me search for it and don't make me think you is that your contact number or is that a contact button? You know, yeah, where yeah. does that button go to? You know, you've got to really diffuse all of that confusion because yeah. it just overloads the visitor's brain with too much work and they'll just they'll just bounce off the page. 
What about the instant messaging? I think it's really cool. And we tried that with a company called Podium, which we've uh, no longer subscribed to. And people could text you directly from your website. So mm-hmm. if they had a question about an install or a fault, they could text you and it comes straight through to your phone and you can message back instantly. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? I, I, I think it's it's good and it has its place. I, I still think even sites with that, with all of the features on the, the large click to call button, the easy contact us page, the contact form right up there in the hero image and the messaging, what I think you find is that businesses with enough data, i.e. enough visitors coming to the site, thousands of visitors coming to the site, I still think you'll find that the most common form of conversion or inquiry still comes through the phone or the normal standard contact us form. And just how many conversions or inquiries come through those instant chat windows is kind of dependent on the demographic of your visitors and how young or old they are and what they're after. And it definitely has its place. And you just got to be careful though, that you don't overload the visitor with too many pop-ups and you don't take up that valuable screen real estate, um, especially on mobile phones. It can be a tall stretch when I hit your page and then it's roughly 25% of the bottom of the page on a mobile is taken up by a bubble saying, hey, do you need some help? I'm here ready to chat right now. Well, I would, but back off a bit. Don't show me this pop-up when the page loads. Have a tiny little chat window bubble right down the bottom corner so I know it's there. And when I'm good and ready, I'll click on it. Yeah, yeah, totally. And even, the, even the same for desktop. Like I've just got to your site, your site's loaded i'm absorbing your message but now i've got this like it's a bit of a tidy thing like i've just got this site i see the message in the bottom right hand corner before i can process anything on your site i need to close that message because it's just annoying me (laughs) if i if i want to open it i will but let me get to the main point of your hero message so even with that i i suggest triggering it only after about four or five seconds and then as the customers hit the page oh this is what they do they're air conditioning and electrical specialists okay cool oh what's happening here in the bottom right hand corner i now I've got a chat window. Okay, that's good to know because no one, no visitor in their right mind comes to your site within one second goes, oh, great, I need to text them straight away. They haven't even read your headline yet and they haven't even absorbed what your page is about and the feel of your business yet and you're kind of there letting them know, hey, I'm here to chat. So yeah, it it has its place. It just has to be done courteously. The same as exit pop-ups and a whole bunch of other type of internet marketing stuff. It just has to, it just has to have, have, it's online manners in place so it doesn't offend the visitor and it doesn't get in the way of their natural journey. Yeah, it's really, uh, once again, really, really important topics. And they're so important, especially if you're paying for clicks. Now, Rich, one of the one of the natural places that people start with AdWords is they're, okay, I'm ready to go and I've got some money. I want to spend it on some advertising. This seems to be working for my mates over there. I want to do that for myself. The natural thing that you're going to do is go and Google it. Google themselves, ironically, offer some really awesome training, some really awesome packages. And, you know, there's lots of courses out there that you can take to become a Google AdWords expert. And then if you look a little bit deeper, and those courses are are free on Google, by the way, and there's a bunch of paid ones that don't cost a lot of money. And there's a bunch of really expensive ones as well. You know, it's up and down the scale. But if you look a little bit deeper beyond me learning how to do it as a rookie, I, I start to see all these bits of software and the software kind of draws me into that a little bit more like, oh, this software is going to help, help me solve all of my AdWords problems. I just got to write this like this, do that. You know, it's, it's a paint by numbers thing. But the reality is Google AdWords is a specialty. It's like being an electrician. 
yeah, sure, I can I can install a PowerPoint. Yeah, sure, I know how to, to strip a plug and, you know, wire something like that. It's pretty easy. But the reality is I can't do something technical and deeply technical that, you know, you guys have gone to, to TAFE for and some people have gone to university to learn how to do. And AdWords is exactly the same. What would you say about being drawn into software and, and that rabbit hole there, Rich? Because I know a lot of people would be listening to this thinking, yeah, I can run my own AdWords. I already run my own AdWords and I use this bit of software and it's better than any supplier that I've ever had before. What would you say about that? Yeah, look, first and foremost, AdWords is easier than being an electrician. The logic of an electrician understanding diodes, the flow of electricity, electrical engineering is a nightmare. (laughs) No two ways about it. I didn't even know what you just said. (laughs) Capacitors, you know, if you get it wrong, you're going to die, basically. Yeah, or someone else will. Yeah, or you'll start a fire or something, you know, and even in DC, you're going to get a giant zap. Now, AdWords isn't rocket science, but regardless of that, anything online like that is extremely time consuming and a lot of trial and error to take place. So, you know, I I encourage business owners to do it. It just depends what scale of business owner you are. Small businesses can, can easily do it themselves if they want to take the time to do it learn the ropes and that uh, it's just a matter of allocating that time the the software and that has its place but it's not it's not a band-aid solution i mean you, you definitely need those core fundamental adwords principles and a really strong foundation there because before the software can have any effect at all and i'd put it to you that the software uh should only be used as a, a kind of a maintenance tier because the software's got the ability via api to catch a lot of little things that you might not be able to cast your eye over on a daily basis like for example example did you know that your mobile campaign over the last 60 days is performing under the weather compared to what it was and when we compare that to your desktop campaign it might pay to turn the mobile campaign off to assess that information manually in adwords you'd have to be virtually spending 10 hours a day inside the adwords account where the software was able to pick up on that merely because of the statistical data that it can digest so the software has its place but it's by no means a magic bullet whatsoever and getting software to write ads for you is a big mistake as well it's more of a guide you plug the software in hey my ads don't have structured data on them hey my ads don't have structured snippets on them add four structured snippets okay you're still going to have to write them manually you're still going to have to do it manually it's just it's more of a maintenance thing be aware and don't fall into that trap that software is the magic solution it's not and often a lot of the things that software does and advises can sometimes also be wrong in the real world change your campaign to a conversion only campaign you do that bang your campaign goes downhill badly yeah i think the key is we are electricians we aren't adwords campaign gurus yeah so stick to what you know and let the experts do it and we should be out making money doing electrical work and selling electrical jobs rather than doing adword campaigns so what would you expect to pay for a service like this rich yeah, and just digressing one to the first part of that question, Jamie. Like, ultimately, you're trying to learn and do it yourself to save a bit of money or something. But if that if that experienced advisor or account manager can just get you two extra jobs a month, mm. and they were both decent sized jobs or one one to three k jobs or something, the answer is clear that you know having an expert do it pays for itself tenfold because he should technically be able to get you at least fivefold better the results than you can get yourself. Uh, and to the second part of your question, what what do you expect? to pay for a a service Uh, you offer yeah it's relative to your spend i mean if you're spending ten thousand dollars a month in adwords you kind of need a manager in there pretty much full time to make sure because you know a slight slip up is going to cost you two or three k there so with the amount of traffic that you're sending to your site and the amount of keywords you're bidding on so it's 
relative to what you're spending, but there is no really ceiling or floor. Let's just operate off an average here of a medium-sized business that's spending five, six K a month. You can go to a provider by just Googling AdWords Manager Sydney or AdWords Manager Hurstville or something, and you can pay through the nose. You might pay 20% of your budget for that month to manage your campaign, or you can go to other places like Upwork or Freelancer and find a freelancer to do it for you that will get you actually better results than the big agency because the big agency's got overhead, they got staff turnaround. You never know who the big agency is using. They might be outsourcing, they might be in-house. AdWords is not her specialty, but she still does it for all the clients. Where you go to Freelancer or Upwork, you might just get a guy that just doesn't leave his bedroom and just is an AdWords pro and will get you five times better the results for five times less the money so it's it is a bit of a minefield for businesses out there trying to find an adwords provider and that's what we talked about before just trying to lean off the results that you see online and try to try to headhunt a provider that way from someone else who you know is succeeding with adwords that's a good point you make there with the freelancers there's so so much opportunity out there to get pretty much anything done at a cheap price overseas isn't there like logos videos or maybe not photos but get them edited overseas all your marketing all your flyers can get done overseas and obviously as you just mentioned your adwords campaign um so what's your advice on sort of finding someone like that do you just read the reviews and it's like a shooting a what's that saying shooting a fish in a bucket or something shooting yeah, fish yeah. in a barrel shooting fish in a barrel <laughs> no it's not quite that easy unfortunately <laughs> yeah i mean the what, the good thing about those sites upwork and freelancer is that the reviews are very hard to fake and they are very pretty much honest so if you go to upwork and you see someone that's got a good rating and a good profile they've completed 100 jobs and they got five stars you can pretty much guarantee that they are a good provider nothing like the google adwords reviews and electricians five out of five stars and 498 fake reviews because because it's just very easy to fake good and bad reviews on Google and it's just astonishing how they haven't cleaned that up yet. And I just, that's another topic that we could digress into, but I feel a lot of electricians get hurt by that, by bad fake reviews and other electricians having an unfair advantage from having good fake reviews. But on those freelancer sites, it's really easy to weed out the top providers and they that their results tend to bubble to the top of the search results anyway. And you mentioned outsourcing stuff. You don't want to have that slightly negative connotation there to make it seem like it's overseas. You just put a filter on and put it for Australian time zone. Uh, Yes, you might get someone in the Philippines or Indonesia or something, but you can also hire Australians. And the same guy that is doing work at a Sydney AdWords agency, nine to five in Harris Street, Sydney, in the prime real estate, that's going to charge you 30% of your account budget to manage your campaign thousands of dollars a month that guy who's actually managing it goes home and then goes online in his bedroom and he might have an upwork profile where he'll happily do it for you for 60 70 dollars an hour and spend four to five hours a a month managing your adwords for you and you can get as i said the exact same if not better results for quarter of the money so freelancer and upwork it's easy to filter out australian providers and the one annoying thing for a business owner is just not having access to those freelancers in your time zone you want about to speak to them you don't want to have to wait till 11 or 10 o'clock at night so i think that's what turns a lot of people off now but especially post covid now or in the middle of covid there's more online local providers online than ever in those freelance sites 
you touched on Google reviews before, Rich. Um, we've got about 75 with Pro Intellectual. I've noticed a few companies have got like 500. And from an electrician, I look at that and go, there's no way they could be all real. So it's almost like you don't want too many, but you, you want just enough to sort of make people feel confident in what you're doing. Would that be right? Uh, sorry, yeah, and what's the importance of Google reviews to go with your ad campaigns? Do you think it's got merit? Yeah, I definitely do. Um, you definitely want to try to see those five stars. The good thing is about you can get that five-star review with only three or four reviews and it it kicks over to five stars. So you don't need hundreds or scores of reviews. The main thing is just be honest and authentic with your reviews because in the end, it's not worth it. If you're building a long-term business and you're, you're starting it off with 20 or 30 negative fake reviews, you never, and no one does, no AdWords advisor, SEO expert, no one knows what's going on behind the curtain of Google. And three years later, lo and behold, you still can't rank for those simple keywords and you just don't know why and no one can put their finger on it. And Google's not going to tell you, hey, we put that special throttle on your account because you've got those fake reviews and you'll never rank for those keywords. So it's just not worth it whatsoever in the long run. Don't try and cheat the system. Dabble in that that whatsoever, you know. And uh, as an electrician owner, digressing slightly, you want to try to cover your bases as a business. You want to send people to your yellow pages listing, your Facebook listing, your true local listing. And you want to, look, if a customer is kind enough to send you a five-star review on Google via some kind of incentive that you've emailed him, hey, if we've done a great job, we'd really appreciate it um, and we'll offer you this, that and the other. You're not meant to offer anything, but you you could incentivize them in some way and saying, hey, if you just drop us a review on Google, Yellow Pages or Facebook here, we'd really appreciate it. And if you've done it on all three, we think you're a legend. Yeah. And lo and behold, you might get three or four customers out of every 20 that will go and leave a review on every single one of those sites for you. And what that does is if someone Googles you by a brand name, you should always be ranking first for ABC Electricians because that's your brand. And then lo and behold, in second spot, you'll have your Yellow Pages listing, your f- fifth spot will be your Facebook listing, sixth spot will be True Local, and they'll all have five-star reviews. So it just gives your electrical business a really good footprint online if you can not only just hyper-focus on Google reviews and spread those reviews out far and wide, because again, if someone Googles your business on the front page and somehow someone's been really nasty to you, you've only got three out of five stars on Google, they can see, oh, hold on, on Yellow Pages is five stars, on Facebook is five stars, and it just then puts in the visitor's mind that, oh, hold on, these Google reviews are probably fake like all the other fake ones that I see. So it probably is a good business actually. Yeah, that's really good advice. Yeah, it absolutely is. And if you're looking for a supplier and a vendor, the advice there is do your homework. got a lot of content and a lot of ground that we're covering today ladies and gentlemen and hopefully you've got your uh, pen and paper out and you're taking some notes and if you're not make sure you come on back and revisit this podcast and as we always say if there's any questions just hit us up over at the ask me anything page any questions for for richard for myself or for jamie we'll happily take them and if there's some specifically around your adwords campaign i'll make sure rich sees those rich as we uh, kind of close out the podcast here i want to talk about the last part of the uh the adwords campaign which uh, a user i suppose or uh, the person that's employing somebody to run their adwords looks after and that's the reporting so all of this reporting could be really confusing and tricky to understand. What are some of the key metrics that somebody should be looking out for? 
I mean, you just want to be very careful when it comes to reporting guys that don't get suckered into vanity metrics, and that is cost per click has gone down, our click-through rate has gone up, our time in sight has gone up. All these figures and metrics that are way in the green, 25% extra this month on impression share, meaning the amount of times your ad gets shown relative to how many times someone searches your keyword. That's great. At the end of the day, there is two primary factors that matter. How much do I spend in this month and how much should I get back in return? Unless you're a huge business that has bottomless pockets and money to throw away, there's no point measuring all of the stuff. All of that stuff is indicative of how well the, the campaign is performing. But at the end of the day, if I spend two grand, I better make well ensure that I at least manage to get a 6K return on the back end. So... They're, they're the metrics you should really focus on and it gives you the opportunity to just kind of throw those reports in the bin or just skim over them because if you know yourself that and you, you might not be an, an analytical type and you might not have the time or the, the inclination to go through those reports so you can completely ignore them and just go off your intuition knowing that when my AdWords is on, I know I'm getting an extra 6K a month. I know I don't have to overanalyze it. I don't have to weed through the reads there and get into every single click i just know that it's working so that's good enough that's where for other more analytical people still they can trace it back to that same thing overall spend to overall return and you don't want to get caught up in nothing else but that otherwise you end up getting strung along for months saying our cost per click is still going down but the phone's still not ringing yeah i'd rather have all those metrics sky high and in the red our impression share down cost per click is way up but hey i got two phone calls yesterday and I'm still spending the same amount of money. Yeah, so it's a really important thing to cover there. And uh, I would add to that if you are a little bit analytical, and I think most business owners do want to know a little bit of detail. So, you know, how much money are you spending versus how much money are you getting out? That's a uh, a really a, a simple and uh, accurate way of actually doing it. But then I'd go a little bit further and, and ask myself, how many clicks am I getting for that spend versus how many times the phone rings and how many times does the phone ring versus me securing a sale? Because one of the things that you can work on within your business is increasing your conversion. So if people are uh, having, say, 100 calls a month from their AdWords campaign, what percentage of those calls are actually converting into uh, real business? And you'll know that from the number of jobs that you've done from the AdWords. So if you can increase your conversion rate there from a sales perspective, you can increase the effectiveness of your AdWords campaign without having to spend any more money or do anything different with your campaign. Mm, exactly. And another metric to Rob that people often overlook is that they put too much emphasis on the AdWords campaign. They put too much responsibility on it with regards to conversion. AdWords responsibility is not to make the phone ring. It's not. It's simply not AdWords responsibility to get people to fill in the forms and make inquiries and get work out of it. AdWords responsibility has one primary purpose to send warm traffic to your website. Everything else falls under the umbrella of the website's responsibility. I Googled Electrician Sutherland, I clicked on the ad. That's it, AdWords game over. AdWords has done its job. The copy in the ad was enticing enough for me to click on your ad out of the four ads. And you get a lot of calls through AdWords, they don't even click on the ad, they just call the number straight from the Google results. So I called just based on what I saw on AdWords. Now, those calls are different. The emphasis lies on the business owner because they've never even seen the website, so they, the business owner can convert them. But for those clicks, 
that lead to calls and inquiries, they're all the responsibility of the website. So it's it's just a clear indicator for business owners that don't put two and two together like that, that, hey, I've had seven clicks, but I've had no calls. AdWords doesn't work. Wrong. AdWords works. It gave you seven clicks. What more do you want it to do? People Googled the keyword. They saw your ad and they clicked on it and you went to your website. They didn't call you. Problem with the website. Yeah, beautiful. That's kind of where we started out, right? That's the foundation, and we come full circle there. Jamie, you've got a you got a question or a yeah, comment? There? Rich, is it something electricians leave on all the time, or they wait until they're quiet before they turn it on, or are they proactive and just leave it if they think their their work sort of starting to dry up? They sort of turn on a little bit early to sort of fill those gaps. Yeah, as an AdWords manager and user and and if heavy user of AdWords, I kind of get a bit irky when I have to turn accounts off because it just upsets the flow. Like you look at your AdWords overview in the campaign and for the last five days in a row, it's spent $200 and on each single day, it's got four conversions and you know the jobs in the back end are worth thousands. So this AdWords campaign is humming along beautifully. And then you get that elusive call. Hey, can you switch AdWords off? I'm going on holidays. You just <laughs> never quite know. Like you're just pausing the entire campaign. And then when you come back two days later, because you need work again, you switch it back on. Lo and behold, you've got nine clicks now at $30 a click and you didn't get a call out of it. It was humming along nicely. Now I just turned it off. So I'm always hesitant to do that, even though I know in the real world, it doesn't marry up because in the real world, we need to turn it off full stop. We just don't have a choice. But if possible, I'd like to leave it running all the time. Time, so it can just settle in and once you find that happy medium just leave it and that's that's the signature of an experienced adwords account manager just to have the the patience and the fortitude just not to touch it not to constantly tweak these dials because adwords is going to get as good as it's going to get and you're going to hit that ceiling there and all the tweaking in the world is not going to do nothing because secretly in the back end of that google that they've got an uh, they've got a spend share whereby we know there's 20 electricians advertising on Google. We know what each electrician spends and we try to allocate those conversions evenly in accordance and ratio with what they're spending, whether they do the right thing or not. So that's a real that's a real mythical thing that I learn off a really high-end uh, AdWords guy there who'd done AdWords for a lawyer with a, an account spend of 300,000 per month of personal litigation and all kinds of criminal law, whereby he used to swear that doesn't matter how much more I spend or how much less, I always get the same amount of conversions because the conversions are divided up between all the electricians and ratioed out to how much each electrician spends. So you're always going to have a bit of success there because that's just Google giving you your share. I can understand why electricians want to turn it off because when you, you booked out, say, two or three weeks in advance and you've only got one, two, three or five staff and you're busy for a few weeks, people don't want to wait three weeks to get a job done. They mm. want to get it done within you know five to ten days. So... I don't know. I, I sort of understand w- where they're coming from like that. So me personally, I'd like to turn it on in advance, knowing that I'm going to be quiet next week, fill up the week, then probably turn it off. Yeah. And there's, look, as you mentioned, Jamie, you've got to turn it off. Like I, it's in the perfect world that I try to live in where I don't want to turn it off. But when you've got enough work, you, you want to turn it off because it can actually damage your reputation. Yeah, the you other let way. People if, down. You're, if you're getting calls from AdWords and you're not answering them because you're deep in a, a cable pit or something like that, well, that's not a good look for you either. And if you're taking three hours to get back to a contact form inquiry because you just filled up with work, it's not going to serve you in any way. And when you finally do get back to the customer, they're going to find another provider anyway so definitely the minute you don't need it switch it off and as you say if you want to be a bit proactive switch it on a couple of days before yeah beautifully said all right let's uh take a little break and close this one out
Well, Rich, thanks so much for coming on the Electricians Co-op podcast. I know uh, we've been going for a bit over an hour here, and there's probably another hour or two that we could talk about it, and maybe we'll have you back to talk about some SEO stuff and just some more specifics in and around AdWords, do a couple of extra segments if that's all right with you. Yeah, it sounds good. Uh, I've had fun, guys. Yeah, I flew by in what seemed like 10 minutes. Yeah, it goes quickly, doesn't it? Uh, is there anything that you wanted to add to today's podcast, Rich, that we maybe didn't cover that you kind of, there was a point on your on your little list of things there that or have we covered off everything that you wanted to, to say on today's show? Yeah, I will just add a couple of points, a couple of takeaways, a little bit more technical for anyone down in the weeds and whoever, people who might be getting burnt by AdWords. And that is just matching up the ads properly to your page and, and just getting the keyword targeting right at the start. The biggest mistake that business owners do is they try to go too broad too quickly and they just don't know where they're going wrong and they just throw a whole bunch of money out there. The, the campaign's not tuned properly and they get very little results and that's it close the box AdWords doesn't work it's too expensive pack it up I'll never do that again at the start even a big business make sure you only use precisely targeted exact match keywords let's just take Sutherland as a as a um, suburb example just bid exactly on electrician Sutherland that's it no variation no phrase match no partial match they've got to either type that the good thing about AdWords that people don't realize too recently is that the exact match keywords now have a bit of leeway so exact match keywords words are signified by the square brackets around them and if you put in exact match Sutherland Google's kind enough to still show your ad if someone types in Sutherland electrician or electricians plural with an S Sutherland they know that you basically mean exactly the same thing so they will show your ad so that's how you kick off your campaign if you if you can't get your AdWords campaign to work with those keywords precisely targeting like emergency electrician Sutherland if you can't get your campaign to convert like that and those words are on your page you've got no right to broaden your search and start including when I go into an AdWords campaign that's working a lot of my campaigns they've got three or four keywords in there not many that's it. For, for electrician Sutherland that ad group has only got three or four exact matches and that's it and then campaign like or an ad group for, for emergency electrician Sutherland that's a different ad group because when people type in emergency electrician Sutherland I don't want to see Sydney's best electrician call us now I want the ad to reflect exactly what I just typed in like Sutherland's best emergency electricians uh, this ad is directly correlated for what I exactly search for mm. and when I go to the page that better be the headline as well I better not just get get there and say oh welcome to Sydney electricians yeah it needs to be message, super specific yeah that congruent message needs to be all through. And that that's why people's campaigns don't work because they go and they throw a few hundred dollars at AdWords. They just target keywords very loosely and they're showing up for virtually every keyword that anyone searches with not much buyer intent behind them. And they're just getting clicked out and wasting their budget. Can so I add to that, Rich? I think with yeah. the keywords, I think as an electrical business, you need to work out A, what you like doing and yep. B, what's the most profitable. Yeah. And for us, it's probably switchboard upgrades. Yep. So we would, I would imagine our target would be Sutherland Shire switchboard upgrades. And that is so specific and that's where we make our money. And I, I know a lot of guys do, like you mentioned, a, such a broad range and it obviously filters, uh, does it water down the, um, the way it's working in terms of having too many keywords? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, if, it's a perfect example of what you said there, Jamie. Electrician, electrician Sutherland switchboards those combinations of keywords that would be one exact match and then vary those up a bit so basically no matter what 
keyword they type in for Sutherland and switchboard, you're showing up now. So does it matter what combination it's in, like Sutherland Shire, electrician, electrician Sutherland Shire? Is it the same? No, with exact match these days, as long as the search intent is the same, yeah, Google okay. recognize that yeah, sure. and they'll show that up. And for a little bit more sophisticated keywords like switchboards and stuff like that, you can lean a bit towards phrase match. So the word must have electricians in it and it must have the keyword switchboards. As long as it's got those two keywords in it, my ad will show up. But that is still pretty precise targeting. And with that, what you end up with is ad groups, they got three clicks no no conversions three clicks no conversions i'm not getting enough clicks but then on day three you get four clicks and two calls out of it rather than the traditional way which all based on pure laziness by the way of the marketers setting it up where they're just spraying and praying where the traditional account you'll have 10 clicks a day and then on the third day you got one call so it's taking you 30 clicks to get one call whereas in your the way it's precisely set up the way you mentioned you might only have nine clicks but you'll get two calls out of it yeah. And, and most businesses can't afford 30 clicks at electrician keywords are ridiculous sometimes i remember electrician chats with there was 72 dollars a click yeah it's really really super expensive isn't it yeah well, and you weigh up what that costs you know before you make any money so you need to be 70 dollars on the job before you make a cent exactly. so you almost outprice yourself from the job don't you yeah yeah and you're not getting a hundred percent conversion rate you an exceptional conversion rate for an electrician got a, a couple at the moment managing is 25 percent, and that's only because we've been doing that super targeted keyword like you just mentioned in that one electrical niche where if they type that keyword in we're all over it so niche in fact that there's not even many other ad words around it because people just can't be bothered drilling that deep into it yeah, it's a really important point, spending $100 there. And if it's only getting one conversion there, it's cost you $75 to get that conversion uh, to make it happen for yourself. So you better well have your sales squared away on the back end of that call as well. And that's a uh, another podcast altogether. Rich, we're going a, a little bit long in today's show. Thank you again so much for coming on. Thanks, Rich. Really appreciate it, mate. If people want to connect with you directly, what's the best way to do that? Uh, just straight via email richard at seoworks.net.au seoworks with an x.net.au too easy and I'll make sure that uh, that is right there in the show notes for you there you go Jamie there's your AdWords episode mate, mate. did that, that help you outst- mate <laughs> it's another uh, podcast guest that I'll probably be using <laughs> it's costing me a lot of money this far I, out I know this we've got to get I said before we've got to get Re- some guests where you can't Re- buy anything return from on them. investment would be good though three times the money baby yes yeah we're going to hold my brother accountable <laughs> to a 10x return hey <laughs> bring it on don't worry about the three Jamie if people want to connect with you the Instagram's world is the best way yep at Pro Image Electrical any uh, questions you got on there I'll answer them as quickly as possible beautiful and don't forget we've got a new website called theelectriciansco-op.com and you can email Jamie over there at jamie at theelectriciansco-op.com and my email is just rob at theelectriciansco-op.com. I've got to say it, man. I'm so happy that that website's <laughs> out there. The novelty will wear off well, in another, another episode or two. It's really good. Uh, I'd love a connection via the Instagram worlds as well. That's just rob.bruss77. So make sure you reach out to me. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to take the parting comment today. I got one. I was yeah. kind of prepared, but anyway, you were prepared. Over. I'm, I'm taking it. your names on the on the script there. I'm going to say it. Make sure you do your homework. If you're looking for a vendor out there, make sure you read their reviews and do the right thing. And don't get caught up in the vanity metrics of AdWords, as Rich was saying. I think that's a really important point. But the most important point I want to leave you with today is, like any business, you just got to 
you've got to know your numbers and that means your AdWords numbers as well. And it might be a bit dry and boring for you as an electrician, but it's really, really important because it's the heart of your business, your cash flow and your marketing. So make sure you take the time to get to know your numbers. And if you don't know how to do that, you can reach out to us and we can help you on the way. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on the show. Jamie, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Rich. We'll see you soon. Thanks, boys. All right, let's get out of here, boys. See ya.